Hello, hubbub. Bub? Hubbub. Hubbub. That's right. Okay, usual. Uh huh. Shall we just go? Uh huh. <laughs> what do I keep getting these stupid warnings? Background items added. Software from Google LLC. Added items that can run in the background. Google spying on you. Oh, fuck. Well, I, I mean, Google was spying on me. Oh, yeah, because they don't know everything <laughs> at this point. Yes, I'm sure I've got all these secrets that I've been able to keep from. It's probably actually like an updater thing for like Google. Like Google Earth had one of those. I, I no, but I, I've seen this notification like multiple times already. I'm like, okay, enough. Yes. All right. You know. Anyway, can we get this fucking show on the road? Let's go. Come on. All right. Fine. Okay. Go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if it's late. This works I'm this tired. Time. I'm cranky. Fuck all these people. I've worked yesterday. I worked today. That's. Excellent. Here you go. That that I need to do that again or no? Oh. I it was sounding on your speakers. Like oh yeah, yeah. I fi- not- so I, I figured out what was wrong. You sounded funny because you were coming off my speakers, not my headphones. Well, that could and, and then it. and then I played the song on preview mode. So and the the only reason you could hear it is because it was coming through my speakers. So let right. me try that again. Okay. Here we go. Intro maybe. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, November 25th, 2023. It is 4.12 UTC as we are starting to record. I am Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here too. We're going to do our usual back and forth with the first back and forth, a little lighter and fluffier and the others like newsy. That's the plan. And juicy. And yeah. And I, I I'd switched newsy it. Newsy and juicy. Yeah. Newsy and juicy. And see, I'd switched it back to my headphones in the middle of the song when I realized what was going on. And that's why... Because I am really good at this, really professional. I'm we're, got we are, everything we going. Are, I mean, we are a totally, you know, professional Six Sigma operation over here. Okay. This is why we get the big $15 a month for doing this. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Six Sigma obviously helps as well. Yes. You know, every time the they segments. do these ISO, yeah, every time they do these ISO certifications and I'm like, I realize that they're certifying. Yes, we are ISO certified. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, look, all you did is document the fucking process that sucked and it showed that you properly documented the really shitty process, but did absolutely nothing to improve it. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. You passed your ISO certification. Yay. Good job. 
I am oh. proud of every place that has done that. I, re- I remember that vaguely from many, many jobs ago when I worked at a manufacturing company. You know, I worked at a whole bunch of workplaces. I mean, so for IT services and like for business services Getting, where yes. they required you know, you to be ISO 9001, whatever the hell. Yeah, there, there are a whole bunch of different ISO standards. Yeah, there are a number of ISO standards. Stand, right. And so whatever the hell, the stupid standard. And I'm like, you know, that's great. We're certified. This process sucks and we certified it. Great. <laughs> but at least you're following the sucky the, process to the letter. To the letter. To the letter. Yes, we are following the sucky process down to the T. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> Indeed. Okay, so we're butt firsting. What's your butt first? Is it ISO processes? No, you know what? I, I, it's, it's, you know, yesterday, I, Thanksgiving. once again, we were driving home after Thanksgiving. Yep. And which was a lovely affair with my family. No. And, you know, we had a lot of different foods. Because not just the turkey, but we also had uh, ham. Right. And alligator, iguana. No, we did not have alligator or iguana, but we had like, for example, we had mofongo as part of the, you know, one of the stuffings. Remind me what that is. A mofongo is a smashed plantain, basically. Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, plantains are kind of like more of a texture, like more similar to a potato than a banana. Even though they look, they, like, they a look like a banana, right? They look like a banana, but the flavor is more akin to a potato. Okay, okay. and so we I've had, had plantains, the- but it's been a while. Yeah. Although, although my, my wife just last week brought home like a bag of like dried plantain chips or something, but I haven't had them. In okay. Yet. So by the way, those are very addictive. Okay, and I just recently <laughs> forbade my wife from buying another one of those bags. Did you eat too they, many of them? Well, the, the, here's the one thing, and somebody was talking about this on a local podcast from Miami where they were talking about the fact that those plantain chip bags, they are far fuller than the potato chip bags. Mm, okay? okay. They really pack them in like big time. And look, they are extremely addictive and they are fried. And my stomach now does not has, like fried food. Doesn't tolerate it as well as it used to. And, but she bought two bags in the last month. And what happened is inside 24 to 48 hours, I finished them off. And after I finished the last one, I said, shit, don't bring another one of those bags here again. And the one thing is that one of the things that we do in order to keep a relatively healthy eating, okay, just not have stuff in the house. We don't buy it. It's just not here. There's just, you know, you go to our pantry and there are multi-grain bars and nuts and that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, for the most part and fruit, you know, that. And so you put, you break that and then. I'm like, fuck, I had some. And then you're a vacuum. And then I'll have some more. And then fuck, the goddamn bag is gone. <laughs> yes. And then my stomach. And then I have to take something for my stomach because I ate so much fucking fried plantain chips that, you know, my stomach is killing me. Anyway, you you were talking about your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So we finished fa- Thanksgiving dinner. You know, we had that. We had rice. We had a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, it was a good, you know, got together with the family, had a good time. And then dri- as I'm driving again on my way home, 
Once again, I Once notice again. a car that is driving with her headlines, headlamps off. Okay. okay. Which in recent years with more the, vehicles being equipped the automatic, automatic yep. well, it's not just the automatic headlamps. Okay. If it was the automatic headlamps alone. People would notice it pretty quickly, just still, still turn them on. The, I think the bigger problem is that automakers have fitted daytime running lamps. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That are, that are good enough. Getting brighter and brighter. Of, yeah. They're not good enough. But they're, they're not good, good enough. They're good they, enough they, to make you not th- notice. No, they're good enough to make a moron not notice. Okay. Because they're kind of like squinting to see what the fuck is going on. Why are my headlights so shitty? And it's, you asshole, it's because your daytime running laps, not the fucking actual lamps, okay? And yes. so, but I I will say that the bigger problem with, 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 with these isn't so much their forward visibility, which is impaired, okay? Yeah. But, but you know, if you're in a place with a lot of street lights or whatever, it's probably not It's terrible, for the other cars okay? seeing you. Yes, because the reality is that those fucking cars with all those lights off are basically like like just completely almost at night you can bear you can it, all you can see is barely a glimmer of some right. reflectors on it or whatever. And if somebody is distracted, they're gonna sl- you know they're gonna I, slam I passed, into one of these. I passed one of those earlier today. It was not that long after sunset, but it was after sunset. After sunset, and they clearly were only on their running lights. And like, I forget if I was turning or what, but I remember seeing them later than I would have expected to see them. And I'm like, exactly. oh shit, where did they come? Where did exactly. they come from? Now, I didn't, and that's the problem. There was no accident or anything, but it was like, but God but damn but it. It, it, listen, that increases the likelihood of an accident exponentially. Yeah. I mean, it's a reason why we have daytime running laps and the daytime because they found that having just those damn lights on in the day reduce the likelihood of accidents that's the reason why have the they're called daytime running lamps but they're fucking daytime running lamps they're not headlamps for the night you assholes okay and so so these people are all driving around clueless is all fuck okay about this and i don't understand and may you know i haven't tried this myself right. but man shouldn't the fucking auto manufacturers don't they put a warning saying hey moron your lights are off well my- you know my question is, as at this point, like, shouldn't like just shouldn't the automatic mode be like the default and Look, actually hard I've to seen turn off? Something, okay, I've seen that. Like, I can understand. I, I can understand situations where you would want to manually turn yes, them off. Yes, but yes, it should. No, absolutely. But it shouldn't be like it shouldn't it, be it depends easy on the to, manufacturer. Yeah, okay. it depends on the manufacturer is what I've noticed. Okay, because certain manufacturers make it that you you might turn it off and then. Well, I, I know that I remember like one brand where I think I turned them off or something and on the display it said, hey, your headlamps are off. Okay. The, you know, did you want it this way? Okay. Right. So it was like, you know, very obvious. Oh shit. Right. Okay. And so, but my thing is that most of the time that I've noticed these morons, I have on, and the ones that are morons are more the ones, not this person yesterday. Typically before I've even tried to like flash my headlamps at this person and try to like say, Hey dude, 
your lights are off and they they're like so oblivious they have no idea what they're like they have no they have no fucking clue okay and i've tried that a couple of times so i've almost like given up but yesterday i mean this one was so egregious it really you couldn't see this was and this is a very pretty new luxury suv genesis hyundai genesis by the way i've noticed that this is mostly a provenance of a couple of Asian manufacturers for the 90 plus percent of the ones that I observe. Usually Nissans, Nissans are for whatever the hell damn reason is almost the Kia fender. And then what I've noticed is that Hyundai and Kia also have the problem. And I think in part with Hyundai's and Kia's is because exactly what you mentioned that the damn daytime running lamps are so they, they put, they've put so much of them on that they kind of like deceive the driver into thinking they they have just their headlamps on, but they're kind of running very shittily. So yesterday, the, this lady on the on this Genesis SUV, and I went, we got by, past it. I said, "Well, fuck this. Let me let me try." Okay, I flashed my headlamps a couple of times. They were confused, but it took them a little bit. But all of a sudden, I saw, oh, they started they clicked and. They turned on the damn headlamps. They realized that their fucking headlamps were off. I saw them. They turned them off and on. They were like, I guess, unsure of the setting. Maybe they mm-hmm. just bought it recently. Okay. All right. They were like, not, not familiar with the settings. But again, right. it shouldn't be that fucking confusing. Damn auto manufacturers to make it. Hey, if you're driving at night, your damn headlamps are, are off. To say, hey, turn them on. Are you sure? <laughs> right. So, so anyway, uh, that was uh, uh, the, uh, the one thing that is just, uh, the, these drive me crazy. But then I observed another one that I've seen the last couple of days, which yeah. I think is more a South Florida phenomenon. And it's these people, you know, people complain about glare with like lights a lot, especially they, they love to complain about LED headlamps being glary, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that really depends a lot on the manufacturer. I've noticed which ones are or better or worse than that. There's been research that shows that. And also, there is a thing that in the United States, U.S. rules for some reason have barred some of the smarter headlamps from coming in. I think they're oh, like going to allow one, them. One like of the, I've seen videos about these, the ones that detect the cars ahead of you and, and blank blank out the exactly Correct. where it's pointing exactly. at them and still light yes. up around them and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Those, are they, real, those, are, that, those look really cool. They, and they're great. And they work really well. But for some damn reason, they had been barred in the United States by certain rules that were in the books that prohibited that kind of headlamps. But apparently, well, in the, we're going to pro- start getting those in the near future. Well, the, the, the way this usually works with regula- regulations is not they specifically anticipated those and said, don't do that. It's that the regulations were written in such a way that required a standardized way of doing it. Correct. That didn't yes. anticipate the better. That thing. didn't anticipate that existence. Right. Right. Yes. And so, so that's why, you know, regulators were like, no, you can't do those. But I, I've heard that those are coming in the pipe. But, but the one thing is that these people with, with cars that do not have led or these lights that have old halogens that are blasting at, at, at high beams. Okay, all right. These people are just blasting their fucking high beams. <laughs> and, you know, oblivious to, you know, everybody around them, you know, with their f- stupid high beams. And I, I, I do think that part of it is may, maybe related to, I, I've noticed that in the past that when you have halogen headlamps, low beam and high beam, if you have a burnt out lamp, okay, mm-hmm. in the low beams, it will not work but that side will light up with the high beams. Right. So 
so if you're a lazy idiot and have a burnt out lamp on that side and then you decide that you need more light oh well let me just fucking flip on the high beams and i'll have that light working very well why don't why why won't i yeah and you know fucking bulbs a couple of bucks just it on those old ones it's really easy you pulls out you pull the fucking bulb back in okay this is not an expensive repair just fucking put in a goddamn light bulb you know can you give me a fucking break why are you driving around with a goddamn high beams all the fucking time the entire time you're 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 in parked behind somebody i i was like leaving i mean actually there were two cars today with well them. Th- i was I, like let, let me just I mean, say, I let me like, just say too th- this is another one of those things that if you're not paying attention you can accidentally be on the high beams too and just take a while to notice i mean I, i've had a couple of, like i i haven't had an occasion in practically years to actually have the high beams on because I live in areas where I'm always driving in places with lots of traffic. You know, like the place where you really need them is you're on a rural road, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but I'm leaving but, a fucking parking garage no, at the science no, no, museum today. I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like what happens like a couple of times recently, I don't know how it's accidentally gotten into high beam mode. And I, I actually suspect my son was messing around in there or whatever while it wasn't running and flips it off the normal settings. And I don't anticipate that it's not on the normal settings. So it takes me a while. Like, then I notice, oh, the little blue Shit. light is on on my dashboard and I turn it off as soon as I notice. But it might have been five. I might have been driving five minutes before I noticed that. Well, you know. The the one thing is, I, I think that if you're sitting parked behind in traffic, okay, behind mm-hmm. somebody, it's very fucking noticeable if you have your goddamn high beams on. <laughs> if you're in a fucking traffic light, okay? Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. you know, it should be fairly obvious you have the fucking high beams on, okay? Especially as I'm trying to dodge even my, my, my you know, night. I'll I'll mirror, tell you whatever the fucking stop blaring me with your fucking lights. Like I'll I'll tell you like this has maybe happened to me twice in the last year. Like this is it's not like it happens frequently, but maybe twice in the last year. But each time, the only reason I noticed was because of the light on my dashboard, not by what I saw out the front of my car. Well, I I will say that you know yeah I, I mean I've had it happen for a little bit, but usually I, like I've said, if you're if you're Park behind a fucking car okay. and you're lighting it up like a Christmas tree, you should notice, hey, maybe my high beams are on. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Jesus okay. Christ. I, I happen to have the last, you know, my my the Volvos I've had, which only been the last three years. Those have auto high beams. Okay. Okay. And so that that's easier to not screw up. Okay. My wife's Honda also has. My wife's had two Hondas. Her Hondas have had auto high beams, both of them. You know, not expensive ones. Actually, I've noticed that a lot of like, I mean, her Honda was like twenty some odd. That you know, this is not 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 you know, it's it's a Honda. It's a you know, they had actually they have very good headlamps on the Hondas. Like right now, I'll tell you what, they're some of the highest rated. So yeah, I I like her headlamps. Okay, okay. Is that a euphemism, Bob? No, that was not a euphemism. I really, truly like, I, I, I have this thing about, I, I will say about vehicle headlamps. Okay. Yes, Dating yeah. back a long time because I, I still remember 
originally the standard in the United States for a long time was 55 watt headlamps. And I lived in Puerto Rico somewhere. Uh, man, the roads were very, very dark. Right. I mean, there was a lot of places where there were no lights at all. And the 55 watt standard was like half the European standard. Okay. I mean, you could, I mean, you could barely see with those damn headlamps. And so I remember when I first got one of my first cars, my uncle, well, to this day, the store exists. He had an auto parts store that sold like aftermarket parts and stuff, whatever for vehicle modifications or whatever. And they had Euro style headlamps. Okay. And I remember that one of the damn things that happened when I started driving and I realized, fuck, I, I, this is ridiculous. You can barely see with these. With, with with these headlamps is I went and I replaced the headlamps with a, with the European spec headlamps, which were double the watt, uh, wattage output on on the low beams and, and they had low beams and high beams. And man, I remember I was like, while I was driving, all of a sudden, damn it, I can see! <laughs> My God, I can see what the hell is going on. I'm not just going to hit an animal or something, you know, down the road because I can see it far enough. Before right. I go and I hit something, which which was the thing. I mean, the high beams on on, on those shitty, the originals. You this was the standard in the U.S. These square lights. You, you remember you were talking about the standards of what they the specified yeah, yeah. for a while. They we had this standard of square, you know, rectangular headlamps. Either you had the two little, you know, two little squares on each side, or bigger like rectangular headlamps and they were all the same standard and they were all 50 watts and they all for the most part were horrible okay (laughs) you couldn't see a damn thing with those things okay you know and and europe there was the same thing i'm not sure why their regulations are not as you know they don't have such a narrow book on what you could use with headlamps and so I just got some, my, my uncle imported those European headlamps and I put those on and I was like, oh my, and I had a Japanese car, I mean, it was a Japanese car, it was a Toyota. And I was like, all of a sudden, oh my God, let there be light. Excellent. So, so yes, I, 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 and for, for, for whatever reason have been, uh, the thing with like, I, 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 I have to say that one of the things that I, important to me when I shopped for a car, headlights. Oh, absolutely. Headlights were important. You know, I I look at a whole bunch of oddball things like the headlamps, the seats. And I mean the seats, I mean lumbar, look, lumbar support. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I've sat in cars that had zero lumbar support, my back would be killing me. And I'm like, look, if there isn't sufficient lumbar support here, it's like... if there is no seat option with enough lumbar support, I can't do this. It'll kill my back. I can't. I no. no. So there, there's just these little things. But headlamps, I want to see what the fuck is going on down the street, and I don't want some asshole in a damn traffic light with his damn headlamps on me and high beam for like about ten minutes in a damn traffic jam. Okay. So speaking of. Speaking of traffic jam, I want it to be my turn now. Okay, okay go ahead. My turn. My turn. Yeah. So my my topic of the week. Oh, the week. Oh, the week. Now we're going Irish. Is Black Friday and the nonsense surrounding it. Okay. 
Now, and, and spe- full disclosure here. Yes, I did. Absolutely. I have shopped for absolutely nothing on Black Friday. Excellent. Good job, you. Now, now, look, all kinds of places have sales online and offline, etc. It's a bit of a frenzy. It's a bit nuts. But I am specifically going to restrict my conversation here to Black Fridays at physical malls. Okay. Wait, did you actually go? Wait, wait. Let me let me explain what happened here. Okay. Shit. So I I I tend to avoid physical stores whenever possible at any time of year. Like I I just don't Uh, like going to the uh, store at all. Yeah. Like I will go when I need to, and there really isn't a choice. Otherwise, I'm gonna order the damn thing online and have it delivered, right? Like that that is my preference almost 100 percent of the time. Now, pretty much the only exception being like I need it right now. Like I can't wait even till tomorrow, right? Yeah. Then yep. it's like okay, fine. I'll go to the goddamn store and buy a banana or whatever the fuck it is I want, right? You know, but you went to the store to buy a single banana. I hope you would have taken a couple of more bananas if you went to the store. Well, you know. I I didn't. Yes. Anyway, like whenever we buy more than the number of bananas that's going to be eaten immediately within like an hour, they all spoil. Yeah, they all spoil. Like like any 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 banana that doesn't get eaten within the first hour of being brought home will be found months later as a pile of goo underneath something else. Okay. We we so, will we will we free we if we see the bananas turning like that we will freeze them and then later make banana bread. Yeah, no, we will find the pile of goo after like following the flies back to their home. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. We'll buy one banana. Okay. That's fine. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> buy anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Other members of my family in past years have not only wanted to do in-person Black Friday shopping, but have wanted to do it like at midnight. Like, you know, Thanksgiving dinner is over, go to what? midnight, wait for like the all night what? What? things. What? 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 Why? Midnight, What's one in the morning, What's... two in the morning. Why? Now, What's wrong? What? 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 Why? What? what? Now, here's, here's the thing. Ugh. The pandemic broke that habit. And so it was like, okay, this is not going to happen. Okay. Uh, And my wife even on Friday morning after Thanksgiving was like, I, I, I want to go out to get some stuff I need for a project. Like I want to do this project. And I'm like, you don't want to go to the mall, do you? And she's like, no, no, no. I I just, I just want to go to like Michael's or Joanne's or something or whatever, you know, that kind of craft store. But then My son, oh boy, like pops up and is like all excited. And she's like, wait, you want to go to the mall? And he's indicating that absolutely, yes, he wants to go to the damn mall. So she's like, okay, we'll go to the mall. We can do that. Now, then like a little while later, like this was other things were going on. They weren't leaving immediately. My wife comes to me or she texts me, but. My wife asks, says, look, parking is probably going to be a problem at the mall. Oh, shit. You, do you want to, can you just drop us off? Oh, my God. And, and I'm like, 
okay, look, sir, tell me when you're ready to go. I will drop you off at the mall. <laughs> I will come home. I will work on, you know, I, I, I had started my election graphs post that I've been promising for several weeks now. I had, I had started it. I'd written the introduction and the little summary I put it at the top. And, but I hadn't like pulled in all the graphs and charts and all that kind of stuff yet. So I was like, fine, I'll take you to the mall. I will come home. I will work on my blog post for a few hours, however long till you're done with whatever the hell you're going to do. Cause I want no part of it. <laughs> and, and then you'll, you'll text me. And let me know when you want to be picked up. Okay. Uh, so now this mall is 20 minutes from our house. Okay. So getting there to drop them off took about 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. It was a little extra okay. traffic getting into the parking lot, whatever. I dropped them off. I dropped them off at almost exactly 4 p.m. And they went off on their way and they went to the food court and they were getting a snack and they were texting me periodic updates of what they were doing. But here's the thing. Yeah. It took me an hour, 40 minutes to get out of the parking garage. Oh God. No, wait, actually, sorry. Let me break that down a little bit more. It took me 30 minutes to go the approximately 500 feet from the parking garage to the stop sign to turn right. I was texting her every few minutes saying basically like, it's been another five minutes. I've gone another five feet, you know? <laughs> and so in order to get out of the whole, oh, and, 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 and you're like, not really wanting to make her feel bad, right? You decided to provide her. Like regular updates, a regular updates, like you know, because I didn't feel bad texting <laughs> while driving because, wait, because you're not moving, I'm not moving. So it took me 30 minutes to go the length of the parking garage, and then, <laughs> then it took me another. Then it took me another 10 minutes after that to get out of the non-parking garage part of the parking lot. And then after I got off the grounds of the mall itself, it took me another 15 minutes to get to where the traffic actually let up to be moving normally. So it took me 55 minutes to get the three blocks from where I dropped her off to where I was able to actually drive freely. Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Excellent. Uh-huh. And then. Oh, excellent. Okay. And then, th th then it, then it took me another 15 minutes, of course, to get home. Cause normally it's 20 minutes to this mall. Uh, so it took me 55 minutes to go the distance. It would normally take five basically, minutes. Basically, basically, basically you spent close to about two hours going back and forth through this mall. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I took, no, 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 wait, 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 go, go two hours yeah. just to go. Did it drop off run and back? Yes. Yes. It took me that. And then I got home and then I did the calculations. Cause I was like, okay, <laughs> so, cause I, I dropped them off at four o'clock. We probably, we probably left around three 30. I dropped them off around four o'clock. I got home around five 15. Uh. And, and so then I started doing, okay, I need to be back by 8 PM 
to do <laughs> the podcast with Yvonne. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I have to allow two and a half hours for the round trip to go back. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, eight o'clock minus two hours is six o'clock minus another half hour is five 30. It's five 15 right now. I've got 15 minutes at home. You, you gotta go. Leave you, you got, you gotta go. You, you gotta go right away. Basically, you can get back in the fucking car and just start driving back again. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, Oh my God. So I, 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 I essentially did this. I went in, I used the bathroom, I got a drink, and then I turned around and got back in the car. <laughs> I, and, you know, frankly, by the time I had spent the hour going three blocks, I thought to myself, it's not even worth it going home. I should just pull over into a random parking lot and wait for them to be ready, right? But I was like, but, you know, I need to use the bathroom. I'm thirsty. I need, at this point, I might as well go home. So I went home, but I didn't stay very long. I turned around. Luckily, the dry it, it, it had cleared up a lot by the time I went back. Oh, thank God. You know, it was more normal. It was a little bit busy, but there was no like hour to go three blocks kind of traffic. So I picked them up. I actually and, and my wife hadn't actually wanted to go to the mall at all. She'd wanted to go to Michael's. So Michael's. I, I calculated yeah. there was a little time to actually do that. Now, of course, my son had gone to the mall and my wife is like, oh, you want to do some Christmas shopping or something? And he's like, no, he just bought a whole bunch of crap for himself. And, and then he wanted, he went into Michael's with my wife as well and bought more crap for himself. And then my, my wife had asked, asked like right when we stopped at Michael, she's like, can you go in with me? Cause he's going to want to buy all kinds of stuff. And I forget exactly what I said, but she interpreted what I said as no, absolutely not. I'm not going in with you. <laughs> and well, I, I probably did a, probably a proper translation. I yeah. I mean, well, I mean, my answer was like, no, I don't want to go in. I would have gone in if she'd like insisted but i didn't want to no i had just spent like fucking however many hours in the car i'm like just let me sit here for a yeah. little bit yeah exactly but but you know by that point her willpower was done too so the, the kid kept buying more stuff that's supposed to be being charged he's got a, like a little card that his allowance goes on to but she let him buy considerably more than what he had on his card. So now I have to keep track of how much he owes us until the allowance pays it off. And that's, that's a pain in the ass. And of course, none of this stuff is for Christmas. So he's going to want extra money to buy people Christmas presents instead of using his own money. And I'm like, come on anyway, but we, we managed to get home and I, I got, I got home a little bit later than I would have liked to prepare for the show, but like it was, it was fine. But it, that first run though, it was like, it was so crowded and so many people. And I'm like, oh my God, how can anybody ever want to do this? I'm like, I would do everything in my power to avoid going to a store on Black Friday. And I, in this case, I was like, well, dropping you off can't be that bad. You can deal with the crowd there. I, I don't have to, I'm not going to go in, et cetera. But like, no, like I, I ended up spending like between all the back and forths, like three hours in the car, just to go back and forth to a mall that's normally 20 minutes from our house. And it's just like, 
and, and so, of course, I did not finish that blog post yet. I'll take another shot at it tomorrow. I did at least start it, but I was intending to finish it before we did the show today. But that entire time got eaten up by sitting in the freaking car going zero miles an hour. Do, do, do. Sam from the future here. I did indeed get that blog post out over the weekend. If you go to electiongraphs.com and then click on blog in the navigation, it's in the hamburger menu if you're on mobile. Otherwise, it's just up at the top. It should be the most recent blog post unless you're listening to this way in the future. 345 days out. Trump stronger than ever is the title. Published November 26th. 2023. Please take a read. If you listened to our show a week or two ago when we talked about polls, it it's not much different than it was, but there's a TLDR up at the top with the, the sort of summary, and then I just highlight a bunch of graphs. Anyway, back to the show. Do, do, do. So, you know, this reminds me of, you know, I, I, I will say that I, I mean, I do go to the mall more than that you do but i will say that look the the one of the reasons i love living here is that the mall is less than 10 minutes away okay mm-hmm. and our mall is even on a holiday it will be full but it's not like that okay it will never take you that long to get in and out okay <laughs> it's just it, it, it you know it, yeah it could be you know uh, so you know, I I have like on sometimes like on the holidays that I've had to go get something, and it's almost near the holiday where it's been, you know, it's taken me a while to find parking. But if I went to just drop somebody off, it wouldn't have, you know, it it wouldn't have been that kind of a shit show. And, and I'll tell, but I'll it tell reminds you, there, there, me. This, but it this, reminds. Let me just let me just say this for those of you who are in the area, our closest mall is actually closer to like. 10 or 15 minutes away. It's the Everett Mall. This is the Alderwood Mall, which is a little bit further away for us, between 20 and 25 minutes normally. But it's a nicer mall. It's got more stuff, etc. Well, the thing so, is that the mall that's here, it's, is it's the nice extremely mall. nice. Is yeah. the ni- Exactly. I mean, you don't, I mean, it's got a great, it's, the Apple store is, is fantastic. Like yeah. all the, all the, all the stuff, you know, I don't have to go to another mall to get something better, but our, our second look, closest is, mall is the nice mall with the Apple store and all that kind of stuff. The closest mall is like, you might go there for a movie. There might be a couple other things maybe, but most but, of the time but, you'd go to right. a nice mall. All right. But my, my point is to bring up that there, yes. there is a mall that, that is here in South Florida. That a lot of people go to, and I, I looked up just to confirm this. And I guess that it is the, I didn't realize this big. It's the third largest mall in the United States, okay? okay? Aventura Mall, okay? Which is Aventura, Florida. It's right where Miami. Okay, what are number and, one? And number Miami. Two, number one is Mall of America. Number one is Mall of America. And number two is American Dream in New Jersey. So before the American Dream. So Mall, mall of America which is, is just where? Minnesota, right? Yes, okay? Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know, before American Dream, which has been I don't even know if it's fully operating because that, that mall is at a lot of financial difficulties, the second or third lar- largest. Yeah. Okay. And look, I, I have like my boss, like my, one of my bosses used to live near there. And I had a lot of people that used to like to go there and whatever. But look, every time somebody told me to go to that fucking mall, I'm like, Oh, for the love of God, man, no, because the traffic, it didn't matter. And forget about the holidays or whatever. I mean, it, it always was, 
worse than what you just described. I mean, getting into that damn mall Mm. during the holidays could be an hour and a half endeavor. The parking lot is a zoo. I mean, it is. I mean, I, I have driven through there or I have been like literally just like scared of like driving through that (laughs) damn place. Okay. It's, 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 it's a zoo. It's nuts. And I am like exactly what you said, man, there is no shopping. (laughs) <laughs> that could make me want to subject myself voluntarily to that. Other than, oh my God, these people want to meet us there and whatever. And I'm like, oh fuck, that's where we're going to meet them? Really? I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. No, but, like, but I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't like the mall even in normal <laughs> times, but like be, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like, I no like i don't want to and really for the most part the reason why the mall over here (laughs) i'm actually fine with is two options for parking are actually pretty easy there's a covered parking garage that if it's it's available it's like whatever it's you know i mean i could just park the car there usually find a spot real quick if we get in the other option is that there is a valet and i'm like look if i am not even in the mood of fucking parking i'm just like here just go to the valet here just take the car off. I mean, whatever I go in, whatever I'm like, I'm not dealing with a fucking car and, you know, to go, to go get my stuff. And I'm like, you know, so, so that's the convenience of that. But I, 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 yeah, I I cannot, you know, but look like right now, even though I like like Best Buy and these stores, I have to admit that I I don't, I mean, I, I will go for like certain stuff, but I, I go less than I used to. Yeah, I'm like, look, I got a, a, a you know, I, I I will say that recently I had a major problem with some items that I ordered online, mm-hmm. and I tried to solve it over the phone. And I, you know what? The only people that could really that really solved the problem was actually going to the Best Buy store and get them to fix the whole damn thing. And mm-hmm. one of their product experts there took the thing, and I said, "Look, yeah, forget it. I'll I'll fix the order." Okay, and took an hour there of fixing this whole damn thing. It was for some appliances for my parents' house. It would go there, and they were going to be delivered to the wrong places, the wrong appliance. They couldn't have the delivery. They, they had the wrong stuff and whatever, and he was like, look, just just leave this to me, and I'll take care of it. And that's nice to be able to yeah. get that kind of service, because all I did over the phone was get bounced around to a lot of people that just told me, oh, we can't do anything. Right. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, like you know, the appliances are going to be shipped at the wrong place. And I'm like, well, that's not helpful. And then they sorted out. We couldn't understand why the hell the order was sorting, shipping to the wrong place. They realized there was a glitch in the system that it caused it to do that. So anyway, but bottom line, okay, mall. Yes, socks. Black Friday, socks. <laughs> Thumbs down. Thumbs, absolutely thumbs down. Two, th- two thumbs down. Okay, that's our review. I will undoubtedly deal with my holiday shopping in the way I usually do it, which is like, I theoretically, like I have this system where every day from December 1st until Christmas, I buy one thing. At least that's the theoretical plan. The actual plan is I forget about it and get behind and then buy a whole bunch on one day until I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. Then I'll wait a few more days. And and then I always end up scrambling right at the end too, and nothing's available, but Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll probably do something similar this year, but I will guarantee you my process will not involve going back to that fucking mall. 
that that I I be, I really right now truly believe that that is a sound decision. <laughs> okay, shall we take a break, Yvonne, and then yes. start yes. hitting more more serious topics? Serious things, yes, yes. Okay, we're gonna back. get really serious now. The star, the star, the seri- the, the serious, the star, the dog. Star. Oh yes, that's right. Like Sirius XM. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. But not the radio. The not the radio satellite. No, no. I know the star Sirius. Well, I mean, they named ball of fusion energy in the sky. Yes, Sirius. It was Sirius Radio. Was you know they named it the, the logos for the Sirius Star. Yeah, because it said yeah whatever. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Back after this. You're supposed to say do 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 do. Alex Amzela. Alex Amzela is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzela is. I'd say on a rate from one to ten, Alex Amzela is awesome at. I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, dad. Do, do, do! You know, I noticed a couple of shows ago that one of those breaks that has, like, Alex in it and Amy, but does not have background music, like the one that we were just listening to, I have this post-processing stuff I do that cuts out filler words and blank and long blanks and stuff, but oh. it can, for whatever reason, it was detecting, like, I guess... Some of that came across as filler words or long blanks. So it was chopping it up a little bit and it sounded like things were missing and it like something was wrong with the break. And I noticed that a couple episodes ago and I was like, yeah, that's too much work to fix. I'm not going to worry about it right now and just let it go in the show. But I I'm like, if that happens again, like, cause they've upgraded their software since then and said they've made it smarter, blah, blah, blah. But if it happens again, then I'm going to have to take like some of those breaks where there's no music and specifically add music because if there's music, then it recognizes, Oh, I can't chop this up. Oh, I can't, you know, whereas like if AI, AI. Yeah. Whereas if it's, if it's just people talking and like a part of it is too low, it's like, Oh, maybe that was supposed to be silence and it pulls it out or, or something. Somebody says something and it sounds like a filler word. It might chop it up. Anyway, I'll, I'll, if it happens again, I'll play with it. But if anybody noticed that a couple episodes ago, like I left it in. I did know it was there. I left it in because I was like, I don't want to deal with it right now. So, because yeah, as we said at the beginning, we are super professional and on top of our game. So we notice that like the break is all screwed up and just leave it in. And by we, I mean me. Because yeah, that yeah. Yv- Yvonne just I mean, does I, talking. I all the editing I mean, crap is me. I I, I mean, I, what, what, what one a, of these weeks we should make. What, you what about Yvonne. what what about the production staff? What are you talking about? What, was you fired them all? Oh, oops. You know, layoffs. You tell me about that. Layoffs happened to all of us. Mm, yeah. 
you know, it's, it's these, these economic times and $15 yeah. a month only goes so far. I mean, you know, that'd be, that, that's, that's some hefty salaries that would cut, I guess. <laughs> so I guess you're pocketing all the money. I mean, Jesus, what did you just tell me about them? Okay, Ivan, your first stop for a more newsy topic. My first stop for a more newsy topic. More newsy topic. More newsy, 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 newsy. We got something going on in the news. You know what? I'm going to go and pick Argentina. Okay? Because okay. I know a lot more about this than and i know very little other than the headlines so go for okay. it what happened so let, let's talk a little well first some back then what happened okay first some back well well let me say what what happened and go then go back into the background look they had their presidential elections right now which were every four years and they you know almost every time as far as i very frequently they go into a runoff okay you need to get at least 50 percent and they usually have more than two major candidates yeah and they get they, they, they it's happened repeatedly where they get multiple candidates and so therefore or at least you know, number three is big enough that it keeps either one from getting majority exactly so you 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 get you know usually you know you get the top top two and then they go back full disclosure um, you know, the, the business I ran for Kodak used to print the ballots for this election. <laughs> okay. So and, you're responsible it, for all this. Yeah. Well, we're not, not doing that any, anymore. I mean, we shut down the business and this and, and up not some of our competitors anymore. You, not at the company anymore. But, but the interesting thing about, about the election there, number one, voting is, is mandatory. Okay. Okay. You can get fined. There are certain penalties associated with it. Some are pretty, uh, you know, they're not like jail, but for example, I, I, if I remember correctly, one of them was like, you couldn't access any government services for about a year mm. if you didn't show up to vote. So almost everybody votes. Okay. Now, one thing that they could do is if they're unhappy with I, you know, either any of the options, they could like, they could like mark, you know, invalidate there's a, the ballot. There's a none of the above or something. There isn't a none of the above, but they'll but they'll get the ballot. It'll be registered, but they'll they'll mark it invalid. It'll be the registered as a vote, not, but they don't vote for the candidates. Correct. Okay. The ballots are not secret. Okay. Ah. And what I mean by that is that the ballots are actually printed with the personalized information of who the person is that sent the vote. Now, you're like, wait, it's not secret. But the one thing is, the reason to do that is to avoid fraud, because that way they have an ID. The ballot is printed individual, individually. It has the per, it has a picture from the ID. Of course, ID the reason not the person. to do that is people worry about intimidation and people intimidation or whatever. Yeah, but but, but that that's the main reason why people don't want that. But at the same time, in terms of utmost security, to make sure that whoever the hell actually voted is the person that actually showed up when the ballot is actually printed with with a fucking picture of who the hell is the person that you're giving it to, makes it pretty you know a lot more difficult for in the precincts there people to be to be cheating and the elections okay. are clean I, I'm, I'm you know the, the elections there have been have been very clean I, that's not that 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 has never been something of an issue in in the 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 main thing is that the runoff the runoff this year had three major parties on there okay okay now typically it's really been two 
the first, the 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 one, the the most important one that's been around for a long time is the Evi, the the Peronist Evita Pero Evita. Okay, Peron. Yes, don't cry for me, Argentina, and all that. Yes, yes, exactly, and all of that. Yeah, that that party going around. That's what that was the party that was in power. Okay, like right now at this point, and and they had been out of power, and they came in and just had the last four years, but they had been in power. For the previous, Jesus, 15, 16 years. They've been in power for a long time, okay? And so, but what's happened is, in that, in that time period, is, well, the guy that won is not from that party and not from the more mainstream, middle-of-the-road party, okay? Right. And more, a, a little bit, towards the right, okay? But this is a centrist party, okay? Which was the one that had won the previous election, the previous president, which was Macri. And they were more aligned. This These people were like more pro-business, mainstream, you know, the 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 uh, the, the candidate from that party was a pretty wealthy individual that had a lot of business interests in Argentina. You know, they were the representative of that party. And so they got booted out on the... On the first round, they were third. Now, one thing is that there, there was there was polling already, and they do some kind of like a very I can't remember what what it's called. Some some basically pre polling poll thing that they do that showed in August that to expect this sh- to expect a shock. Okay, okay. it 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 already you know the reason why we had heard on the news about this guy is because that that in August indicated that this was going to be the case. And, you know, it came down in the election, which is the second country in Latin America. This has happened to Brazil at, at this, where the choices were just fuck man. This if, if you voted for the, the other candidate Massa, Okay, he was the finance minister of the current administration that basically had orchestrated you having 150% annual inflation. Mm. Or B, you just to just put that just to put that in in perspective here, people here in the U.S. are complaining right now about five. Well, there's five down to like three or four, three still three percent. Yes, three percent. And they were they were complaining when it was seven eight for sure, but like it's down considerably from that, and they're still complaining at like right. three and a half percent, whatever it is lately. And, and you're it's talking about down because I'm seeing yeah yeah, yeah. hundred fifty percent annual hundred and fifty percent annual inflation compared right to like yes. three that people are bitching about here. Correct. Yes. Okay. So those were really your two final choices, and so so look. So, Wait, the, wait. The, the, Re- the, real quick, I just summarize those three choices again. It's the finance minister from the current administration who orchestrated the 150%. And what's your summary description of the other guy, the guy who ended up winning? Okay, the <laughs> he's he's crazy. Well, look, I'm gonna say this. He 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 has made a lot of 
very conservative pronouncements. Like he said that he wanted to liberalize gun laws in Argentina. But once again, one of the things that is all relative when you have extremely strict gun, you know, when you're in a country that has extremely, 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 extremely strict gun laws, you know, what does liberalization mean for them is not what liberalization means for us. The one that he was like saying is that he wanted to like go back and abolish abortion again, which by the way, was only a very recent development in Argentina. Right. That abortion had been legalized. This is not, this is only something in the last few years. Okay. It's not, you know, so, so that's, that's it's not like that's here been, where it was legal for 50 years. It's yeah, exactly. Now, and that's, that's something that has been trending in across Latin America, right? Like just in the last five, 10 years, yes, a lot yes, more places yes. have legalized. Whereas it right. previously and, like very Catholic continent, very anti-abortion has been the, yes. The Catholic or Christian, because uh, even in Brazil, the, you know, the ascendant religion has been Christian conservative type of religious. So, right. Okay, continue. So you got that. But but the most important plank is abolishing the central bank and just converting to the dollar. Okay. And look, if people just listen. People just voted for this guy because he wasn't the guy. He wasn't the other fucking people that have been fucking you for the last 60, 70 years. I mean, it was just, he's, he's neither of them. Okay. Argentina was a country with an economy that had per capita income at the end of world war two, that was higher than the United States and has been in a economic you know, pretty much with some plateauing and some increase or away, but basically they've been in a straight line downwards economically since then. Mm. Bottom line, with military dictatorships that, that, that killed people, and you know, and and runaway bouts of inflation, and then the government, like you know, taking your savings. You know, there was this time where they they froze all your bank deposits, okay. And it, you know, took them away. A, a good portion of them just kept a lot of the damn money. And shortages and, you know, unemployment and crime and shit and just people, you know, they were just like, you know, they weren't really for this guy. They were against everything else that had happened before. Right. And so that's really what happened here. You know, when you're talking about the currency and the whole dollar thing, and a lot of people have been, well, this is crazy. You can't just shut down the central bank. You can't do this. You can't do that. But look, Argentina had a bout of hyperinflation in the 80s, to be specific, that ended when new president came in that this was president Menem who was in power for a long time. And the, the, the one thing that he did is that he issued a new currency that was pegged to the dollar one to one. And that had, and that peg lasted for over a decade. Okay. Just slightly more than a decade. And, during that time, because he was not from the Peronis party, which the per- Peronis had nationalized industries, they controlled, you know, you know, they had they had nationalized just about every industry. And Argentina's economic development had been, you know, very, you know, 
just had not developed economically at all. And during the nineties, one of her biggest bouts of growth was, you know, he, he, you know, he sold off all those industries, privatized a lot, opened the economy and, and pegged the dollar. But the one thing that he did is that also, while he's selling off all these industries, is that he had accumulated a lot of debt. And then because of all that debt, the, the peg to the dollar was unsustainable. And late in 2000, it collapsed. Okay. And, and it dropped the currency like an overnight. What they did is they, a lot of people had actually their deposits in dollars in, in, in the banks and the government took their dollars and converted, turned them into pesos at instead of one to one at a 1.4 to one. And then anything of $2,500 was frozen. They couldn't access it. Okay. And, and, and that really shook people. And I mean, you know, it was a, there was significant losses, but economic losses to everybody. And people were very upset. Banks shut down. The economy was paralyzed. I remember I, I used, I was doing business back then. There were months and months that we couldn't figure out how to write a contract. Right. Okay. At what, what, at what price? Because the value of the currencies kept changing too fast. And, 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 and because, because the banks were frozen, how are people going to pay? Well, hell, it happened that liquidity was so light that one of the provinces started issuing their own currency. Okay. (laughs) Because they could get money. They started printing their own money. They were called patacones. Okay. I remember that actually, I got some of these. Okay. And they were issuing, you know, so you had, you had a parallel central bank issuing their own fucking money. Okay. Because this, the, the province didn't have anything else to pay with. Uh-huh. So it was a shit show. Okay. And, but the one thing is that because the Argentinians are so used to doing everything in dollars, everything, even like right now. I mean, when you talk to them about prices, about everything, anything is priced. It's, it's negotiated in dollars. Right. And so even though they have this local currency, they, they do everything in dollars. And it is also reputed that Argentina has the largest stash of actual dollars. Like physical dollars. Of physical dollars in the world stashed by people that do not trust the banks and have this at home. Right. It is estimated that that amount is over $100 billion. Like, and just to be clear, you mean more than even the U.S.? Like, oh, yes, yes. They have more physical dollars that are being, that was my understanding, that they have more physical dollars that are being stashed than even what we have in the U.S. Well, circulation because we don't, keep, we don't keep that as much in, in, in physical money. Right. As we've talked about before on the show, like use of actual paper money. <laughs> and let alone coins, has been plummeting, you know, in the U.S. as people move to, you know, electronic payments of one sort or another. So, so this guy's basically said, look, actually, I stay corrected. Uh-oh. $371 billion. <laughs> okay. In okay. Mat- stuffed in mattresses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge, huge amount of money. And look, he's saying, people are saying that I loved how a lot of people, well, 
This guy's going to destroy the economy. Guys, you guys don't get it. The economy's already been destroyed, obliterated. There is there is nothing to destroy here, okay? This is like saying you're going to destroy a building that got already pounded by B-52s, Bob, from the air, leveled, leveled the whole fucking thing, and you're like, he's going to destroy it. What? Let me ask a couple details here. So first of all, you're saying basically, like, it is so bad right now, no matter how fucked up this guy is, it has nowhere to go but up. No, it, 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 I mean, there is no, it, it, there is no more, there is nothing left to fuck up at this point. When you've got inflation at 150%, when, when, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's just out of control. There's just nothing else to fuck up like right now at this point. So, so what, what are the you've specific, got currency controls? What are the specific kinds of things this guy is saying? I mean, you mentioned, Getting rid of the currency the main and stuff thing like is that. He wants to like he wants to like get rid of a whole bunch of government ministries and just shut down a lot of the government and and dollarize the economy. This is why pe- this is why people were calling him a libertarian and all that. Correct, correct. Now, does he call himself that? I haven't heard him say use that word because I've heard various descriptions of this guy. One of the early headlines called him a libertarian, but then like when I've heard people describe the things he's actually calling for, it hasn't actually been quite that clear to me. And and I I don't know. I mean, it's certainly got aspects of it. Nah, I think people are just trying, people are, people try to, it's got aspects of it, but people try to ascribe us terms for right, left, whatever to other societies and countries that they really don't line up nicely. Those boxes don't really line up nicely. And so, but I, I think that, my thing is that at this point, if he shuts down the central bank and no one will notice it into the dollar, <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, hell, I thought that they should have done it already 20 plus years ago when they had the peg. Right. Okay. I mean, so now on the curmudgeon's corner, wait, on the curmudgeon's corner slack, you also started to mention like things about him, maybe not being quite right in the head you've mentioned him like talking to his well and well, things like that well. or what what's going okay. on with that all right well look he is nuts <laughs> i mean he was going around with a fucking chainsaw in, in like campaign rallies talking about how he's gonna well no cut through the park okay, okay. but no well, no no but but no but no but but he also no okay no he went in an interview yes and in serious terms was discussing how his dogs are part of his advisors and that he takes advice and information from his dogs for what decisions to make. Okay. And, 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 and Nancy Reagan wouldn't let Ronald Reagan do things because of her astrologer, you know, well, and, and well, and I'm wondering from like you, you mentioned the chainsaw and stuff like this. Like, there's this crazy, and then there's just like being an outrageous performer to get attention. Well, and he, this is the one thing also that we don't know because look, I will say that I have more than once. If we go back to like normal politics instead of like raving lunatics, right? Met more than one that's performed for this kind of stage and said a whole bunch of stuff that then basically 
if you're a normal politician, one of the jokes that we used to make is like, you didn't do 80% of the shit that you talked about anyway. You decided to do whatever the hell else. So the question is, now that he's president, is he just going to continue with the shtick? Or is he going to be president? Or is he going to be presidential as we talk about it? And we don't know. Well, like, and this this is a, this is of course the same damn thing people are at, were asking about Trump, right. you know. Oh, it's all an act. Once he gets to be actually president, he'll act very differently than he did on the campaign trail. And guess what? No, he did not. He did not. He did. What you saw was what you got, pretty much. And it's scary. And and, and, and you know that's. I think the number of cases where somebody's turned out in office to be radically different than the person they campaigned as is actually, that's actually rare. I mean, well, details no, of no, campaign, no. Details I mean, of campaign no, no, no. promises, absolutely. People promise all kinds of shit they can't do. But the, the <coughs> well, personality I, but I think, stuff. Oh, no, no. But that's, the, but that's the stuff I'm more talking about. When we're, he's talking about abolishing every department and doing this and doing that well, and yeah that, that's the this, kind I'm of like, usual thing where like people like ramp up their rhetoric like of course we're gonna change everything overnight and blah 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 and when they get in they do a little bit of it but most of it was unrealistic and blah 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 now he does have a, he does have a different listen congress for him would be very difficult because i don't think that he has the right majorities in order to be able to push a whole bunch of stuff through that he wants to do right but but i also think that there is a lot and that's, of support that's the usual way by the way when when you talk about people be, not being able to deliver on their campaign promises at least in the u.s context and it's different depending on what kind and form of government you have like a parliamentary system is very right. different than what the u.s has for instance right right but like the general reason why campaign promises don't happen in the u.s is not the person being like oh you know i lied that wasn't a good idea. And I just lied in order to get into office. And now that I'm in office, I'm just not going to do it. That does occasionally happen. But the usual thing is just a, it's hard because you, in order to do things, you have to convince a lot of other people because it's not a dictatorship. You can't just wave your magic wand or snap your fingers and enact your policies. You have to, like in the US, you have to have the House and the Senate and be, be able to get past a filibuster. And you have to have all the implementation details, not just the high level idea, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And usually that's the reason why campaign promises don't happen, not because the person was just outright lying and advocating something they didn't actually want to do. Well, yeah, and 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 that's the way it happens. So I, I look the the. I mean, Argentina's had previous presidents that that that, that have been that actually have been dictators. Well, yes, I mean they had a military <laughs> yes. dictatorship. Yes, okay. Yeah. Let's be clear about this. And so. and it's a little easier to implement whatever the hell you want when you've got that kind of system. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. So, but but you think in the current situation in Argentina, he's actually saying a bunch of things that would require Congress to enact, but doesn't necessarily have the support in Congress to do it for for some of some of the stuff. I mean, you know, like eliminating every department the way that he's saying it. Look, man, so many are are, are Argentines depend on pensions and government assistance in one way or another. That I mean, I I know that that would prove to be ridiculously unpopular i mean it would you know the, the and they have no problems with like 
blockading the streets and basically paralyzing the country. I mean, I lived through it many times. I mean, I, I, I lived through it, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, that, that, that they're, you know, you're going to take away that kind of significant shit. Believe me, they'll block the streets and they'll block them for a long time until he fucking like gives in for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be like he just comes in and he could just wave his hand and do whatever the hell it is, even though it's unpopular. He got voted in not because they agree with everything he said. He got voted in because you're not the fuckers that got us here. Right. So let's give you a shot. Basically, that that's what you've got. So. And I, I do think that while it would be the biggest country to go and abolish your central bank and depend on on the dollar, it's not like it's completely unprecedented. Ecuador did that, okay? And how's it gone? It's actually going pretty damn well for them. Mm-hmm. It's actually going really damn well for them. So... It's not unprecedented. Now, this would, I mean, Argentina is a lot bigger than Ecuador, but the precedent has been that it's been done and it hasn't worked out that bad. So I'm like, look, when you've been 70 years with this shit and inflation continues to be like this, I, I, I mean, I understand, you know, the youth. I, I could see, look, the, the, the youth in Argentina overwhelmingly voted for this guy because they have basically lived their life in misery mm. their entire lives. And it's like, you know, damn it. Could we try something else, please, for God's sakes? So. Yeah, I, 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 it's just the one thing is that, but people on the right wing taking some kind of victory lap over, over this. It's, oh look, we've got it's like the psyche of the people that voted there is just very different. And right now, this is what they decided, and they're, they're just going to try something else. So we'll, 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 soon we'll find out. He takes possession. I think it's in January. So. Still got some transition like right now. So is it that long? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was a little while. Not yeah, as long as the U.S. presidential transition, I thought, but. Nah, it's, yeah, I think it's a little bit. No, it's about the same. It's in, it's in January. So I think it's January 15th, something like that. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So. Very good. Okay. So. Okay. Normally we would jump right into my topic, but I think we've taken long enough. Let's take a break. Okay. And, and then I will pick a topic and then we'll. Then we'll then we'll decide whether or not there's more after that, depending on how long the next one takes. So back after this.
It's done. It's done. It's done. So I was messing with some stuff during the break. I'll mention that later. But do, do, do. Hey, it's Sam from the future again. And, you know, I said I was working on something and I'd talk about it later. I forgot to actually talk about it later in the show. So I'm inserting it now. Basically, we are past Thanksgiving. We are in the tail end of the year. And those of you who have been around a while know that the very last show of the year, we do predictions for the coming year. And then the week after that, we see how we did a year and a week ago. In any case, the last few years, we've taken suggestions for things we should make predictions about. And the way we've done that is to set up a nice little Google Doc and invite everybody to come and add stuff. So I was just wanting to let people know, and then then I forgot that said Google Doc is now available. I actually finished it up during the show, but then forgot to say anything about it. Anyway, the URL is tinyurl.com slash ccpred2024. So that's ccpred2024 on tinyurl.com. So tinyurl.com slash ccpred2024. As usual, we have five major sections, uh, politics, which is really U.S. politics, international economy, technology, and hodgepodge. Please feel free to jump in there and start adding some things for us to do predictions on. There are a bunch of things that are kind of obvious and that Yvonne and I will do, but I am, I will not add those in until the end, like after I see what people have dropped in. So right now, as I am recording this, that page is blank other than the categories and a little bit of instructions at the top about like what kind of predictions we want. And, you know, it has to be things that we'll know the answer to at the end of the year, things like that. And also a request to, when you add a question, please like mark it with like your first name and last initial or something else, but something to identify you with. So we know who's added the lovely questions and yeah, that's all I wanted to say. So one more time, tinyurl.com slash ccpred2024. I will probably mention that every single show from now until we do that last episode of the year, the end of December. So there you go. Do, do, do. I, I, I have several things I want to talk about. And since we've gone so long, I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but I feel like it's been several weeks since we talked about it and we had some significant developments this week. So we should talk about Israel-Palestine again. And so a couple things to say here. First of all, as we are recording, we are in a pause where Israel and Hamas have agreed to cease hostilities for four days at the moment is what they've said. While they are, Hamas is giving back some hostages in, in exchange for some prisoners. There may be other things going on and they're doing them a little bit at a time. As we're recording, there've already been the first batch of hostages released and they've, they're sort of doing it in batches because they're basically saying every time there's a batch, we'll potentially extend the pause a little bit longer. Okay. 
At the same time, Israel has said this definitely has an end. This is not a ceasefire. We are not done. As soon as this is over, we're going full force again because Hamas still exists, basically. Meanwhile, the the death toll on the Palestinian side can uh, up until this pause anyway has continued to increase dramatically over time. You know, there were there were some questions thrown around about don't trust the numbers Hamas has been given, but over the course of the last couple of weeks, more and more international organizations have said, you know, from everything we can tell, these numbers are pretty close. You know, okay. if if Hamas, if Hamas is exaggerating, maybe maybe they're exaggerating a little bit, but we're not talking about the real numbers being half of what they're okay. saying or a tenth of what they're saying. They're you know, in the fog of war, numbers are always like not fully trustable. You know, y- you never know exactly, uh, unfortunately, but they're not that far off. So we know that at this point, many, many, many more Palestinians have died in this conflict than Israelis that were killed in the initial attack that Hamas did. And we've we and we just keep and approximately a third of those killed have been children and we we did have also this last week Israel got into that hospital that has been a big source of conflict and they started to show off videos of the tunnels underneath and weapons they found and stuff like that i don't think like Compared to some of the ways that had been described, what they've shown so far has been a little bit underwhelming, but there's, there's been stuff there. There, I mean, of course people will say, well, you're, you trusting the Israelis, blah, blah, blah. They have brought in some third party independent people down into those tunnels as well. We know this is true. I mean, we've known that Gaza, that, that, that Hamas has been doing that. Hamas has said that they do that. They've, they've shown the videos. I mean, themselves. Yeah, we've not, the, Hamas has, Hamas has talked about the tunnels all report reporters have been in them before right. the question is how, how extensive they are what are they being used for all kinds of things like that anyway that that's roughly where we are in this thing i'll, I'll give you my initial thought and then then turn it over to you yvonne which is once again we have a scenario people have been Going and I'm bringing back to U.S. stuff at least a little bit. People have been going after Biden non-fucking-stop for like supporting genocide and being like all 100% for the Israelis and not considering the Palestinians and how is he like doing, you know, all of this stuff, you know, and saying, you know, we can't vote for Joe Biden because he's like supporting genocide and all that. And I, I look at this and say, look, If he had come out on day one and been like, no, here's a line in the sand. Israel cannot respond in this way. They have to do a very minor retaliation or even turn the other cheek or whatever. And we need to instead concentrate on lifting up the Palestinians or whatever. His influence with Israel would have plummeted to zero. zero. Yeah, because they would have just gone ahead and do, done it. They they would have done what they wanted to do anyway, but now, but, but Biden would have been cut out of the process entirely. The U.S. would have been cut out of the process entirely. Instead, 
from everything I have seen from like day zero, Biden and his administration have been working nonstop behind the scenes, trying to keep this thing from escalating, trying to slow down the Israelis, trying to make them take more account of civilians goings on than they might have otherwise wanted to have been trying to push them to have civilian corridors to get the civilians uh, into safer places. And they've been dealing with these negotiations about the hostages since the very beginning. And the, the, and, and, what have they managed to broker right now? They got they got a bunch of hostages released. They've got a several day pause. They've got supplies coming in for humanitarian support of the Palestinians. All of this stuff. People being able to leave the, through the borders. People being able to leave who aren't who have dual citizenships and other reasons to go. All of this, as far as I can tell, has been primarily a Biden administration run diplomacy. Sure. The Qataris are also involved. The Egyptians are also involved, blah, blah, blah. There are a bunch of countries involved in this, but, but the U S has been driving it. The U S is driving it. Now it isn't Joe Biden pounding his fist on the table saying Israel, bad Palestine, good. But if he had done that, nothing would have, none of this would have, you would have had as bad or worse numbers of Palestinians killed, and you would not have any of these pauses or hostages exchanged or anything like that. Instead, the Biden administration has actively been working behind the scenes. I I, want to say, I'm tempted to say quietly, but it, it hasn't even been that quiet. We know that this is happening. It's just they've got a veneer on top of it. Sam, 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 look, 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 look. Yes. Look. Joe Biden's a failure, man. Look, (laughs) Joe Biden has not been able to single-handedly in, what, three years, been able to resolve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He's a complete failure. I mean, the guy is just just an old, slow, slow, dim-witted failure. Obviously. Who 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 wants nothing more than killing Palestinian children? Right. And he couldn't just snap his fingers like this and solved the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. He couldn't just go like this and tell Hamas, hey, lay down your weapons, change your you know, change your charter, and you know, you know, this is all good. We're fine. You know, it's all good. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, and, we're well, and, and look, you know, the, this this may still get worse. It's not over. But it honestly seems to me that under the circumstances, the Biden administration is doing about as good as they could fucking do. Yeah, it, it, it they didn't make it, you know, it, it could be a lot worse. And, you know, yeah. we talk about, and but, but one thing is that we talk about what Israel is doing in terms of hitting, you know, you know, Hamas. Let's be clear about this. Hamas isn't just laying there taking it, Okay. They're fighting. They haven't stopped fighting. They haven't stopped the rocket attacks in Israel. They haven't stopped any of that. You know, this is... This and is, and this. as Israelis will point out over and over again, of course, they do everything they can to hide behind civilians so you'll get the civilian deaths. Which is part of the problem. It's also... So, yeah. You know, and, and they, 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 they want... Listen, let's be clear. They want 
Hamas wants, listen, Hamas has gotten what they want. Yes. And, and to them, the deaths are, here, the, the, the thing is that we know from what they have stated that the deaths to them are immaterial. They're using them. They wanted the deaths for propaganda. They wanted as much death for propaganda. They wanted as much death in Israel for propaganda. From their end, they wanted that. They wanted this to be as bloody as possible. That's the reality. Yeah. They want their this to be as bloody as possible. This is why we said from the beginning that Israel going in there, they're they're going to feel like they're compelled to go in, but at the same time, you're taking the fucking bait. Because they want this as bloody as possible. And they want to be able to blame Israel for do, for making it as bloody as possible. And they're doing a great job of it. And and, and meanwhile, we, we, we mentioned this. I, I brought in the U.S. politics for a minute and Joe Biden, although I haven't talked about what people think about that in the U.S. But the other part is, of course, Netanyahu politics in Israel. Like, and he's it, a, it, listen. I saw the latest polls saying that 75% of Israelis want Netanyahu to resign. Yeah. They're brutal. They they want him gone. Like, yes. yes. Yeah, well, and a lot of the polls sort of acknowledge, like, when this is over, we expect you to go away. But I, at, at some point, you got to think maybe he won't make it till this is over either it's happened before man you know they haven't lived they haven't gotten there i mean i think that right now in the short term they were thinking that they were thinking that but you know well and and the 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 facets of that first of all are number one everyone blames him for this happening in the first place because of putting the attention in the wrong place like we will go make peace we'll go make peace with Saudi Arabia and all of the other countries and we'll just ignore the Palestinians or even we will support Hamas a little bit by sending sending some money via Qatar to make them stronger to weaken the Palestinian authority in the West Bank because we think the West Bank is the real issue and we can ignore Gaza right yeah and and, and even then we want to ignore the West Bank as well and so they blame that whole whole approach of like just fundamentally being a mistake of this notion that they could ignore the Palestinian issue, deal with other countries and the Palestinian issue would just go away at some point. Right. And that clearly didn't work. And and so we had this surprise attack and blah, blah, blah. So they blame them for that. Then there's a whole contingent, a very large portion who are upset that the that they prioritized the offensive over getting the hostages out mm. like lots of israelis want to do both but there's a lot of pressure to like get the damn hostages whereas the impression a lot of members not just netanyahu but other people in the israeli government were giving whether it's fully accurate or not a lot of people were getting the impression that they were like well, it's too bad about those hostages, but we got to go full steam in Gaza. And if the hostages die because of it, oh, well, that we, 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 have, to, we have to go after Hamas first and foremost. And there's a, a significant chunk of the Israeli public who's like, yeah, we have to go after Hamas. We have to do something about that. But the priority should be get those get, hostages. Get these people back. Right. Exactly. And, and honestly... That's a hard juggle to do. And, and then the, and then there's 
a, a small group who are saying the kinds of things that you are saying as well, although they're, they're getting increasingly loud too, is sort of the liberal part of the Israeli pop- population who's like, what you're doing right now, long-term, is actually going to make it worse. Right. You are you are setting the seeds for the next round of this. You are not actually solving any problems. Yeah, this isn't helping at all. Even if you kill every single last person who is an active Hamas fighter, each one of those have families that 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 you know are going to want to come back and kill you. Yes, you you for every one you kill, you're creating a, a bunch of new ones in the next generation. You know, especially when you when you're talking about a place that is. 40% under the age of 18 or whatnot, you know? So anyway, I don't know. W- w- aside from, you know, obviously it's it's Biden's fault for not solving everything. What what are the rest of your thoughts on this, Yvonne? I mean, but like, like I said, once again, look, this is, they have backed themselves into a corner in this going in and doing this attack i i i i the the way that they're handling it while a, a big show of force is not rooting out hamas is not going to bring peace and is not getting those hostages out so i i don't know what and I think this is a reason why so many people well, with this pause we are getting a few hostages but it feels like netanyahu and company had to be basically badgered into it. Yes, they were dragged into doing this. This wasn't their first choice, but they sort of realized that they were losing support even at home for not doing this. So Yeah. Well, it's what you just said. People were upset that their first priority was not on getting the fucking hostages back. I mean, shit. I mean, that should have been their first priority in the first place. It doesn't make any sense. Right. I, I and, and I just Man, you you can under, you can actually understand to at least a degree. Like there, there was po- possibly the attitude there saying essentially, those hostages are dead anyway. No matter what we do, they're going to die. So we might as well ignore them and move on. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. That's bullshit. I mean, well, they, obviously uh, they've gotten a bunch back at this point, so that wasn't true. But but you can see where that attitude would come from. Now. I, I I can see how some people would have that attitude, yes, but it's still that that didn't make any sense. No, I I, I just you know I I really think that it, it's just look we 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 talked about this the first time. You know what's the end game in this? It's like the, from both sides. The end game, you know, what what was Hamas thinking about the end game? Realized afterwards that the end game from Hamas was like, hey. They wanted this was the end game. They wanted a bloody war because it would bring their issue back into the attention of the world, where the world was more and more ignoring them. Yes, and it and 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 they felt that they could win the 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 the, the publicity. They could win because Netanyahu had alienated so many people over in recent time. Well, and I w- I will say on on that front on winning the publicity war, they kind of are. Oh, I, I'm saying they are. They are. Uh, absolutely. I mean, if, if you look worldwide and even in the freaking US, the the percentage of people who are like Israel is 100% the bad guy in this. Yeah. Is I mean, it was high already. 
it's much higher now. Right. And, and even I, I mean, I look at this and I'm like, I don't feel like, I mean, the number of people who are died here, the number of kids who are died here, it's very hard for me to say that's okay. I don't think that's okay. I think no. they should have done something else. I understand why they did what they did, but that was not the right way to go forward. That was not a way that would help the situation in any way. And in the meantime, you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people dead. Not the right response. But you understand where they came from there. But on a worldwide basis, certainly, like every country who is already sort of not really on Israel's side is more hardline about it. There's some that are wavering and they're now definitely not on Israel's side. The support in the United States has plummeted below levels it's been in forever. Yeah. You know, and and you have all of this. And and again, Biden's sort of trying to you know, people have criticized him. He's he's just an old timer. He supports Israel and everything. That's just he's ingrained in him. Like I said, I think he's been doing. Yes, he says that. He says those words. But everything, if you look at what he's doing rather than what he's saying, he is doing everything possible to try to bring this to a close as quickly as possible, as quickly as possible, with as few people dead as possible, and and then. Also, to hopefully, try to set up a path forward after it. You know, pe- people have pointed out that previous improvements in these kinds of situations sometimes only happen after a big conflagration like this. And then everybody's sort of like, after it, they're like, oh man, that was really bad. Let's maybe agree to some stuff we wouldn't have agreed to before in order to move forward. So m- maybe cross your fingers, there's some better path out of this. But I think we've got, I mean, some people are even saying even after this pause, it's going to be quote unquote hard for the Israelis to start up again at full force. I don't know. They seem determined to do so at this point. I guess we'll find out in a few days, but it's, it's easy to see this getting worse still before it gets better. But I don't know. Like I said, I, 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 I hate keeping, keeping it back keep i hate to keep bringing it back to the american side because it's not really about us but i feel like the it the impact that the us under joe biden has been having to avoid the worst case scenarios is not getting enough credit listen let me put it to you this way think about how the situation would have been if Trump were president. Okay. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Look, what would BB have, have done? Probably look BB because, th- because of the rage and how they wanted to go in probably, Oh man, if there were 50,000 casualties, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and you know what over here, you know what? Nothing, you know, Trump would be, Oh, I'm out. I'm out. So be, it's actually slightly more complicated because Trump is a sociopath. If he had won and was still in office, I agree with you absolutely. But he lost and BB acknowledged Joe Biden as the legitimate president of the United States. So now Trump hates BB. 
And he's actually come out with statements on Truth Social in favor of Hamas because he hates Bibi. So, so he would have armed Hamas. He might have. Although I think what I think you're actually right. Well, now that would have. I think what that would, now that would have been that would, that would have been a take. That's the new Trump having been out and coming back in. Like like I said, if he'd won outright and had stayed there the whole time, him and Bibi were chums. Right. The only reason he's not friendly with Bibi anymore is because Bibi recognized Biden as president. Yes. And so now all bets are off. Now Bibi is evil. So now Bibi, so now we give weapons to Hamas. Well, I I don't know if we he would have actually gone that far, but I think you're you're kind of right. Or he wouldn't have, well, he wouldn't have stopped them getting weapons, probably. Which he would have just been like, "It's their business. I don't give a fuck. They can do whatever they want." Yeah, I think that's that's exactly the take, the take that I expected. Yes, yeah. and you know, Mimi wants to slaughter you know however many civilians. I'm like, go ahead, fucking knock yourself out. Yeah, but he wouldn't be upset the other way either. You know. So, yeah, ah, they killed a whole bunch of Jews. He doesn't like them anyway. Unfortunately, you're probably right about that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We've exhausted this one, right? I mean, look, unfortunately, like I said, I mean, Joe Biden didn't just snap his fingers and solve this fucking problem. And so basically we're back at the same thing that we, we've we talked about this for the last yeah, I know. 30 years where, you know what, you know, at one point somebody said, listen, sometime in the early 90s, we thought that there would have been lasting peace. We came close. And then. Well, it, just, just in the last couple of weeks. The Clintons, both of them, have been on interviews talking about how we had this on the table where Arafat could have gotten his Palestinian state. He would have had 100% of Gaza. He would have had 90% of the, 97% of the West Bank. Plus, Israel was going to give up territory to make that 100% with like some territory swaps and stuff. And Yasser Arafat, said no. And that's because that's why we're where we are now. And if he'd said yes, we would have been in a much different place. And as you also said the other time, we had the assassination of an Israeli prime minister as well, who is trying to go towards peace. So between Arafat saying no, and the, the prime minister who is pushing peace, getting knocked off because he was pushing peace, we end up here instead. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay. Okay. On that happy note. On that happy note. Got anything else to talk about? I did. There was one other thing I really wanted to get in. So let's take a break. Are we going to talk about the terror about the terror attack in Niagara Falls? No, I wanted to talk about OpenAI. Oh, oh, that. Oh, yeah. Something happened this week. So let's take a break. And we'll we'll try to do a a short like 10, 15 minutes on that, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll, we'll be back after this. Do do do. Hello, this is Emma Standard. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties: popular, random, 
and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day, they just pick the articles differently. This week on Featured Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for Micronations and the Search for Sovereignty. Micronations and the Search for Sovereignty is a non-fiction book written by the Australian lawyers and legal academics Harry Hobbs and George Williams about micronations and their legal status within international law. Written from an academic perspective, it is one of few works on micronational movements and the earliest published book to focus largely on the legal aspect of micronations. The book concerns the definition of statehood, the place of micronations within international law people's motivations for declaring them, the micronational community and the ways by which such entities mimic sovereign states. Both Hobbes and Williams specialize in international law, Hobbes is a human rights lawyer and Williams is an Australian constitutional law professor. Micronations and the Search for Sovereignty was published by Cambridge University Press as an e-book on 23 December 2021, and in hardcover and paperback formats in January 2022. The work's legal and non-dismissive academic approach to micronations garnered positive reviews. Hobbes and Williams authored a subsequent publication for a broader audience, entitled How to Rule Your Own Country, The Weird and Wonderful World of Micronations, which was published by the University of New South Wales Press in November 2022. That's all there is to it. See? Fun, entertaining, educational. And short. Okay. Now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. Do do do. You, you know, we're just failures because neither of us has started our own micronation yet. Okay, so so that's our new plan. We're going to start a micronation. We, we, we need a micronation, maybe two. Oh, maybe because we couldn't possibly live in the same nation because that would be well. That's true. That would be. There would be too much conflict and war between us. Well, that would be. I mean, that sounds. I mean, I don't. I don't want to live in your same micronation. I want my own micronation. What the exactly. hell are you talking? About? <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> the hell okay. Oh, OpenAI. So, first of all, OpenAI is the company responsible for chat GPT and they've been working on a bunch of other artificial intelligence technologies. They apparently had some really weird odd, oddball structure with a nonprofit okay. owning a for-profit company because they wanted competitive salaries and blah, blah, blah. Last weekend. Well, it, well, it's, well, no, it was a little bit more than that. Oh, we'll get into that. Let me give the high level. Last weekend, we had this whole thing where the board fired the founder CEO. and CEO, Sam well, One Altman, of the founders. One of the founders. And then the other founder quit because of this. And then, and then Microsoft offered to hire the guy. And then a whole bunch of employees, like almost all of the 700 and something employees said that if this stood, they were going to leave too. And then... The board reversed themselves. The board ended up leaving and they brought the guy back. And apparently all of this conflict, like it's still unclear exactly what the reasons and everything were. The board originally said it was because the guy was lying to them. And then it looked like it was conflicts between like the goal of the nonprofit versus the goal of the profit. And then there's some not profit, like, you know, guy wearing a robe giving 
messages from God, the other kind of prophet. But the the then then the, it started being about well, they were on the verge of this new massive breakthrough, and that was the cause. Yvonne, what the fuck? I think that's the main answer. What the fuck? But I do think. Look, I I subscribe to this Silicon Valley like insider you know publication thing that has had some quite a lot of scoops and quite a lot of confirmed inside information on a lot of things that are that have gone on in the valley including about this and they had published a story earlier this week that the specific cause of the distrust and and concern came from one of their lead developers that was on the board and I'm looking for the story right now and I can't find it but I, I I'll, I'll paraphrase it first and then 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 look for it but there's one of their key researchers was also on the board and sometime earlier this year they had made a what they called a discovery related to AI that they believed could leapfrog anything that they had been doing right now. The discovery was related to solving mathematical problems specifically. And what that discovery had done was solve a mathematical problem for which it had not been, it had not been presented the answer to before. Okay. Yes. And using methods that hadn't right, and and using right because as new as people have pointed out, like the kinds of problems that this technology can apparently some get the right answer to, we're just talking about elementary school arithmetic, which your solar powered calculator that you get for free in a box of cereal can fucking do, but the right. the reason that makes it interesting from an AI point of view is that it apparently is able to figure out some of how to solve these problems without having training data that already had these kinds of problems. So I've, I've seen some people saying that from what they've described, it's not actually that great, but we'll see. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I, I happen to agree with that. It's that OpenAI made an AI breakthrough before Altman firing, stoking excitement and concern. And that apparently the concern from the board was that he had been talking about it and speaking about it in public about how this is coming in the future and blah, 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 and so forth. And the so this is from the story from the information, which, okay, I, I, well, I can, I guess I can share a free article. So if people a- ask me, but because it's very limited, very limited distribution, it's not actually totally public because it's only two members of, of this thing. And so you, 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 ha- you have to pay for this thing and it costs, it's not a trivial, I, I can share it for free. Yeah. No, it's not a trivial amount. No, no, not at all. No. It's like one of the expensive publications. It's not one of the cheap ones. Really expensive. Yes, it's one of the really expensive ones. And so OpenAI made an AI breakthrough before Altman firing Stoken excitement and concern. And the the discoverer in the team, the technical breakthrough spearheaded by OpenAI chief scientist Ilya 
Sutzkover. Raised concern about some staff that the company didn't have proper safeguards in place to commercialize such advanced AI AI models, this person said. Now, this guy, Ilya, is on the board, okay? It's my understanding. Yes, and he uh, he initially he initially voted to kick out Altman. Yes. And then a couple days later over the weekend, he's like, I'm sorry I screwed up. I shouldn't have done that. The work of Sutzkover's team, which has not previously been reported, and the concern inside the organization suggests that tensions within OpenAI about the pace of its work will continue even after Altman was reinstated as CEO Tuesday. So the, he has been one of the key researchers there and that and there is that tension. But but yeah, but this was this was related to this. Let me see the Sutzkover's breakthrough allowed OpenAI to overcome limitations on obtaining enough high-quality data to train new models, according to, to the person with knowledge, a major obstacle for developing next-generation models. The research involved using computer-generated rather than real-world data like text or images pulled from the internet to train new models. For years, Sutzkover had been working on ways to allow language models like GPT-4 to solve tasks that involve reasoning, like math or science problems. In 2021, he launched a product called GPT-0 and not the DeepMind's AlphaZero program that could go play chess, Go, and Shogi. The team hypothesized that giving language models more time and computing power to generate responses to questions could allow them to develop new academic breakthroughs. So all of this research we're talking about, and this is what about about solving these problems, this appears to have been in the back burner for whatever the hell reason. They thought that his recent public conversation, even though he was talking about this, like not directly, but at some kind of like very vague level, level. Yeah. Was freaked them out. Well, and, and there, here's the thing. There, there are a couple aspects to this one, you know, this is of, of the three things I listed. This is the last of them. There's the software and development that caused them to freak out, but it relates to, the second thing I said as well, which is there's a fundamental disconnect. The nonprofit that is at the top of this supposedly has as its primary mission overriding everything else is the quote-unquote safe development of AI. Correct. And they are supposed to prioritize that over everything, over, over money specifically. Yes. Whereas the for-profit underneath is, it's a for-profit. They want to make money. Now, it's a limited for-profit. There's some weird thing about maximum amount of money they yes. can make, blah, blah, yes. blah. But, but still, they want to... So they, they, they call this the battle between sort of the accelerationists who want to go as fast as possible, and they call them the doomers who are worried about like creating ge- artificial generalized intelligence that'll take over the world. Skynet. All the humans. Skynet. Now, here's the thing. You watched that movie, right? Yeah, I've watched Terminator. I have not watched the entire Terminator series. Have you watched Terminator 2? Yes, I have watched Terminator 2. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. But I don't know that I've watched anything past 2. I don't think, I have. oh yeah, I have. Because they've got, they, there were several after Terminator 2, and there was a TV series. But I have uh, seen 1 and 2. I, I, I won't. But I not won't, in a I long, won't. long time. I won't make anyway. Watch any here's the thing. I don't like the accelerationists because as we've talked about on this show before, right, the problem here right now with is with AI is first is they, they are absolutely useful for a whole bunch of things. These LLMs and the, the other generative things for, for, 
for pictures and video and music. And these things are incredible. They're doing a bunch of great things, but people are trying to shove them into all kinds of areas where they're not good yet. And because everybody is like, oh my God, we got to get on the bandwagon. We can't be too late for this because this is the next thing that's going to make multi-trillion dollar companies. And like, we can't be left behind, right? So we have to do this and we have to push it everywhere. But the thing is, it's good in certain places and it absolutely sucks in other places. And it's getting pushed into a lot of places where it sucks. And even in the places where it's good, in the terms of like, it produces really good output that makes sense. And it, you look at it and like, you're like, that's really cool. There is lots and lots of research about how fucking biased the damn things are. There are questions about intellectual property and them using the, 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 the training data without permission. There are all kinds of issues that are still out there that have to be figured out. So I'm all for like, take a step back and be a little bit more careful However, I think the coming at it from the Doomer perspective with what they're worried about is Skynet is way past where we really are. And they're all. Yeah, we're not. No, we're not. Not even remotely. There, there are all kinds of real world problems about the technology that already exists in terms of using it in places where it doesn't get good results, in terms of bias, in terms of intellectual property intellectual property hell even in terms of the environmental footprint of the compute power needed in order to drive these things oh it's ridiculous it's it's ridiculous the 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 yeah all of these are real issues that those those are the things that, that should be causing them to slow down and be careful listen let's not minimize the fact that right now these these things in order to do a really poor job at a lot of stuff, take gargantuan, gargantuan amounts of resources to give you pretty much shitty results right now. Yeah. And, and so, look, yeah, frankly, I'm one of the ones who, from the acceleration point of view, if like people are like, it's doom mongering. If you think there's going to be artificial global intelligence, I'll be like, God damn it. If the, if we get good artificial global intelligence, maybe they'll solve the Israel Palestine problem. And yeah, it, maybe, you know, let, let's go for, yeah, I, it could be a very good thing for humanity. <laughs> you know, you know, I, for one welcome our new robotic overlords, as they say, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm like very positive about the possibilities of eventually getting to, generalized intelligence but it but again it's not the stuff to worry about right now there's lots of stuff to worry about right now we are so far from there right now i mean look like i've said before we can't make these fucking cars figure out how to fucking turn left yet for god's sakes i mean listen but but meanwhile at the same time as we can't figure out that we so far, most places have restrained from having the drones for their militaries be able to autonomously decide when to kill people. That's not going to last. I saw an article just within the last 48 hours of our Pentagon doing studies on they're like ready to try to recommend, okay, let the drone decide when to shoot. Like this is going to happen very soon. It may already be happening secretly. 
but but that's not but that's not even but that's not even AI. If you think about no, it, no, look, that's not a well, that's it, not it, AI. It, that, well, that, that, AI, that's that's a betting decision making. AI, AI isn't AI. You know, the, the, right? But but, the but no, but but deciding like okay, you you give something a parameter and you decide to whether you if you see the parameter, whether you hit the button or 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 the thing clicks the button. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Well, that that's the thing. That's the yeah. Well, that that's that's the thing. It's it's just it's just just it's just algorithmic decision making, and none of these AGI. None it, there is no AGI. That's the point. None of these AI algorithms that we're talking about are actually intelligence. They're just complicated algorithms. They're just fancy use of statistics. They're all of this kind of stuff, which is the same thing. Well, it, it's it's it, it was and listen. It was the reason. Listen, it was the reason why when I, you know, I I did some of this AI programming, and and and, and some re, you know we had Herb Simon at Carnegie Mellon, and I was at the psychology department, and we did some of these this research and stuff or whatever, and I realized that it's exactly what you just said. It it's just it's just a root decision tree. It's just a very big one. We keep adding branches and we keep showing it stuff. And then it, it will go through all the fucking branches to figure out what the one that meets the parameters and make the fucking decision and decide on that one. That's basically what the fuck it is. That's it. And, you know, we, we built these nests and, and trees and branches and we built more and more and more of them when we did that. And, and that was like, and that's it. And we just made them. And there are lots of complicated ways. And like, you know, you, you say trees, like some of the early models really literally were decision trees. Yes, they were decision trees. A lot of the a, a lot of the algorithms now don't use that structure, but they're still just ver- definable algorithms. The problem is they get so complex and operate off too much so much data that the human being looking at it can no longer sort of verify what the fuck it's doing manually, well, and then it just keeps doing shit wrong, <laughs> and that and that kind of stuff. And now there's an argument to be made that our brains are nothing different. Our brains are also just following there's this chemical processes that can kick off and it's all it's all deterministic too and there's arguments about that but there's there's still a vast gulf here listen our listen our our brains and how our body and everything that we do works is in, in reality, when you compare it against any other technology that we have built or developed, is nothing short of just incredible. Okay. Yes. <laughs> there is still a massive gulf between the best stuff we've ever built. I mean, holy shit. Yes. At every single fucking thing. Let's be clear about this. We live by consuming, we function by consuming food. Okay. All right. We generate our own energy based on on food. We we consume oxygen. We have all these functions that happen autonomously without you having to fucking think about them at any second. You don't have to like think about hey mouth open. Okay. It fucking opens. Okay. And noise comes out of your mouth that sounds like 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 words. And when I hear them, I don't have to turn on. Hey, let me flip on the switch to analyze sound. No, it it fucking comes in. We sense temperatures. We interpret multiple sources of data. 
all at the same fucking time. <laughs> Gov like this when we're sick. <laughs> and other things. Yeah. All these fucking things. And we fight infections somehow. Our fucking body deciphers fucking things and actually builds antibodies and protections for you. And all are, it's it's insane. So what so what you're saying, Yvonne, is that you don't think OpenAI's next release is going to duplicate all of that next week. No, not even close. That, that, what apparently what, what you what you what, what you reminded me is what it said in the article is basically right now what we've been able to do is maybe sort of get it to do some remedial math on its own. Yes. That's about it. That's where we're at. Not exactly going to launch a rocket to the moon using that right now. We have reproduced a 1970s calculator. Yeah. Using a shitload more resources. Using, I mean, so many resources that we could have fucking launched, I mean, a hundred rockets to the moon. Yeah. Anyway, look, again, where I come down on all of this is, yes, there are lots of things to be concerned about ethical use of AI. But it's not the same thing these fuckers seem to be worried about. No. It's like the on the ground, day to day, how are we using this right now? And if you can't solve that, you yes, you should slow down before you get to the next stage. I'm not worried about the the an AI being released in the next year that's going to take over the world. Maybe I'll turn out to be wrong. And, and if it does, I hope it's a, you know, a good ruler of the world and not a bad one, but, but you know, there's so many issues with how it's being used today. And these people, the same people who say they're worried about the computer taking over the fucking world are the same ones going, no regulation, please. We're the ones who have to figure this out. They say, yeah, I know. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. No. Yes. You should slow down. Should you stop? No, but should you slow down? Should you be careful? Should you look at the possible results of what the fuck you're doing? Yes, of course you should. Even even the stuff with just the chat GPT that's already existed for the last year. I see so many people complaining about how search results have gone to absolute shit because they're all polluted with AI written crap. You know, solve that first. I mean, it's, I mean, well, look, uh, well, listen, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I keep not understanding why the hell, like, any of these can't, like, figure out, like, it, it, it winds up, you know, words in sentences that make no sense whatsoever. Why can't you figure out, you know, that I'm not trying to, uh, uh, I don't know. The gibberish word in the middle of it is wrong. Well, and here here's the thing too. Like the you you mentioned this new technology that OpenAI came up with is trying to layer on a layer of actual reasoning, correct, on top of the straight up LLM. Which you know when we were talking about this a year ago, I, it's one of the things we talked about is like you know in order to make this really valuable, you have to have another layer that actually cares about truth not right. just the probability right. of the next thing coming up. So th- this sounds like an interesting development. Let them do some research, but be careful. But the, the thing is with all of the results of this going on the internet, there's also the feedback loop problem 
of like, I mentioned search results going to shit, but if the next generation of AI is being trained on shit on the internet and the shit on the internet is coming from the last generation of AI, you're just going to get a feedback loop where this stuff is going to get worse. So you also have to have like some extensive filtering to try to determine what to trust and not to trust. And maybe that's where this reasoning comes in. I don't know. Maybe you get an AI detector out of the shit. Cause apparently people have put out some, but they're all crap. They can't, they can't actually tell you anything anyway. So yeah. to, to wrap this up, Yvonne corporate wise, like is open AI, like back to where they were a week and a half ago and all things back to normal or uh, pretty close. So like they just had this like public mental breakdown and now everything's fine. Yes. Yes. Somebody said uh, the equivalent was like when Apple got rid of Steve Jobs, but for the TikTok generation. So like whereas Steve Jobs was gone for years. For over a decade. Th- this guy was gone for like a few days. For days. Correct. Yes. And and now that he's back, he can he can take the 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 company to the moon because everybody who is slowing him down is gone. I mean, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, whether it's because they're worried about Skynet or just worried about anything else, it doesn't matter because they're not going to be careful at all anymore. There's just full full steam ahead. Maybe. Who knows. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know if Altman was a steam full, uh, full steam ahead guy, really, to be honest. He was. He I mean, was. I mean, but what the hell does that mean? Is what I'm saying. Maybe it's just, you know, thinking the same thing that we, you and I have talked about right now, which is that, yeah, full steam ahead right now, because basically the things that people are worried about, Skynet, this shit isn't even close. So why the hell are you telling me? Does that so, well, the problem ahead? is they need to be worrying about all that other shit, not ignoring it. Right, right. You know, so that's why, you know, I mean, full steam ahead. Yeah, I mean, this this thing right now doesn't is it really? Is it what people are really afraid of, even remotely at this point? That that is so far off. Well, it, so. it, if people are only afraid of, you know, the computers are going to take over the world and kill all the humans then okay yeah no we're that's not the problem but i think that for the most part for the most part when i've heard these people that's what they were basically expressing yeah but that but that's the whole thing that i've been saying is that that's not the stuff to be afraid of there's all kinds of shit that we know is bad about this right now that needs to be fixed but they're not addressing it they're not but that they're not but they're they're not seeing that i'm telling you I mean, that, that because if that's what they were concerned about, I mean, that wasn't the action. Right. Well, right. This is the problem. This is the problem I'm pointing out is like we have the, the, the things that it's actively being used for right now are putting out problematic output and being used for things that it's not good for. Like, and again, these, these are amazing technologies. Just in the last couple years, the improvements in this kind of stuff, the generative text, the generative images, the generative video, audio, all of this kind of crap, it has improved so much in the last few years. This is amazing stuff. But 
But it is amazing within the particular areas it is good at. Outside of those areas, it is problematic, but people are shoving it outside of those areas prematurely. And prematurely is key here. I think it'll, you know, with additional improvements, moving away from just LLM to LLM plus these other kinds of stuff we're talking about that care about truth, et cetera, et cetera, the areas that it's not good in will expand. I, I mean, will decline like the areas it's good in will expand and these areas that are bad will will will, there'll be less of them and i i do think that's a trend we're going to see but in the meantime they if you don't want that to cause more and more problems as it grows you have to solve the problems that you can visually see right now in front of you like this is doing bad, stupid things right now. How do we fix them? People have to be concentrating on that first. And then as a part of that, as we get closer and closer to Skynet, then you can worry about all the protections to how to make Skynet so it doesn't kill us all. You know? So, because eventually we'll have a Skynet. Of course we will. Probably not in our lifetime. We'll, We'll make it a good one. A good, beneficent... Skynet that will take care of us all. And you know what it'll be like? It won't be like the one in Terminator. It'll be like the one in Wally. <laughs> probably. I, I, I actually, you know what? Probably more akin to that, it will wind up being, yes. That's a yeah. reality. Like the, 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 the AI who is running the ship that all the humans right. left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you haven't seen Wally, go see Wally. Actually, oh, that's two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're done here. We're done. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As usual, we go to... We didn't talk about the terrorist attack. The one in New York that wasn't. That Oh, wasn't? Well, Fox no, said it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Fox, Fox did say it was. Seems like that guy got his accelerator stuck is the latest theory. I don't see what else could have happened. His particular model of car had a recall open for exactly that. Actually, no, I just checked. No, there was no open recall for that. I saw a news article about that. You mean it lied? There was no recalls about there were recalls about airbags and other stuff or whatever. <sighs> there have been some issue with accelerators, they said in Europe on the right hand drive cars. And this was not this old nuz was not. Okay. Well, oh. anyway. Yeah. Guy and his wife killed in New York because their car flew through the air and blew up on the border crossing. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I mean, he, he must have made some mistake. I, I just, I, I don't. I mean, he was going well over 100 miles an hour, and one of the things they were saying is that from the smoke in the back, and I, I have to agree, it's probably correct that any, and look, it is possible that the accelerator got stuck. I've seen people like loose floor mats or stuff like that, mm-hmm. doing something like that. It seemed like he had been trying to apply the brakes. Because there was a plume of white like trailing him, and it seemed like that that was like him trying to apply the brakes, but not hard enough, unfortunately, which is one thing that people don't do in emergencies sometimes that you need you know they push him but not jam him, and he was pushing on the brake, but not enough that he was just generating a whole bunch of smoke and not actually stopping the car so anyway anyway anyway. Go to curmudgeons-corner.com. You can find our archives. You can find transcripts of recent shows. You can find 
all the ways to contact us, email and Mastodon and Facebook. If you want a link to that article, Yvonne mentioned that he can share with you, you know, hit him up, hit up, hit us up on email. Yeah, I will. I will say hit me up and I'll say and I'll send you a link. And you can also, of course, go to our Patreon where you can give us cash money. And uh, we appreciate that at various levels. We will mention you on the show. We will ring a bell. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug, all that kind of stuff. And very importantly, at $2 a month or more, we'll invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack where Yvonne and I and a bunch of listeners are chatting throughout the week, sharing links, all of that kind of stuff. You, do you want to share something else or what does the, the, the terrorist attack count? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because I yeah. shared the, uh, okay. Well, let me else? see. You have something else. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Something that will entice people to join our Slack because this article is so compelling. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed this. Oh my God. I can't believe we missed this. Well. We were speaking of open AI and stuff. Yeah. And does a, there's a Guardian article that basically said, does Australia exist? Well, that depends on which search engine you ask. Microsoft Bing's fall victim to long-running part joke internet's conspiracy. There you go. AI doing its best. Yeah, there was another one with, if you ask, do birds exist? The first thing that comes up is the whole fake conspiracy theory about how birds aren't real. They're just surveillance devices for the government. Ah, you know, so well, I, I think that that sounds right. Yeah. Cause of course, you know, anyway. Okay. That's it. Thanks everybody. It's been great talking to you. Do the usual stay safe. Have a good week. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. If you celebrate and hope you had a good black Friday that did not involve taking hours and hours at some all anyway have a great week we'll talk to you next time goodbye bye Mr. Bo, I'm hitting stop. All right. Save, stop.